Okay, here's another potential piece of content that I should repurpose somehow, some way, figure out how I'm going to write. But the concept, it just hit me. I was thinking about vanity publishing. So vanity publishing is where you have a, a book that you want published, and the reality is the publishing industry is not going to publish that book. They know that it has almost no chance of success, so they're not even going to consider it. If you try to submit it somewhere, it's going to end up in a slush pile, and nobody's even going to look at it. If you send it to agents, they are going to be like, no, no way. And so what you can do instead is pay a publishing company, kind of a bullshit publishing company, to, uh, to pu quote unquote publish it for you. And I laugh at the word publish because publish doesn't really mean anything. Publish to publish something. It's an old term and it means to broadcast to the world, uh, or to, or to distribute to the world, right? Publishing is distributing to the world. And, uh, the reality is we all have the same access to distribution channels. Almost all of us have almost all of the same access to almost all of the same distribution channels as everyone else. That's the world that we live in right now. Um, there are just a few distribution channels that the average person does not have access to. Um, but for the most part, even books that are available in Walmart, they're not selling because they're available in Walmart. They're selling because they've generated a lot of buzz on different uh, different networks, whether it's like social, like Instagram or Facebook or Amazon uh, or, or or TV shows shows. Um, but but even that's getting democratized because people aren't really watching Good Morning America like they used to be, and they'd much rather be listening to a podcast. And it's not that hard to do a podcast tour as a Joe Schmo. You're not going to get on the really big name podcasts. So essentially where I'm headed with this is real publishers are people that have access to distribution channels that the average person does not have access to. So real publishers are people that can get you on prestigious distribution channels that people are actually paying attention to. Like, for example, famous podcasts or Good Morning America, because it still contains clout. Um and so on and so forth, and getting you into Walmart and that kind of stuff. The, the stuff that like gets attention from people and the average person doesn't have access to. So anyway, that's, um, that's real, in my opinion, real publishing. But vanity publishers use the, the, the name publishing to describe what they do, which is really just that they make your book available on Amazon, just like you could if you wanted to. Every person can go and set up a KDP account it's like setting up an Instagram account. Um, it's just, it looks a little, uh, it looks a little more back-endy because <laughs> it is. Um, but yeah, uh, everybody can go and set up a KDP account. So every Joe Schmo can go and get their book published on Amazon. The vanity publisher is not really doing anything special for you by getting it published on KDP. Um, what they might be able to do is advise you on what um, categories you should list your book in when you go to put it on KDP. And maybe the vanity publisher has a small audience that can get you some sort of a bump. Uh, maybe it's their email list or something. But for the most part, people aren't really paying attention to the email lists of vanity publishers because those email lists are just a whole bunch of people that are all trying to get their thing vanity published. So 
Vanity publishing is when you pay somebody who claims to be a publisher to publish your book and tr and they charge you for it. And that, for the most part, is the end of your book. Uh, your grandma's going to read it. Maybe you can force feed it to some of your family members and your friends. Uh, but beyond that, nobody is going to ever care about that book. Um, you can print a copy of it for yourself and put it on your shelf. And when your friends ask you about it, you can say, oh, yeah, it's available on Amazon. And uh, it kind of feels good. Um, or maybe you've got some level of thought for yourself and you basically just paid somebody a premium for their time of listing your book on Amazon, where you could have hired somebody on Upwork to do that for you if you really wanted to. Like if you really, if you really wanted to save money and just get it done. So anyway, that's, that's vanity publishing. Now there's this new emerging market of sell, pseudo self-published, kind of vanity published, but done by people that have really devoted themselves to expertise. Um, and the, the best example of that is Scribe. So Scribe charges like $30,000 currently as I'm recording this. Um, to vanity publish your book, but they don't just vanity publish your book. Um, they ghostwrite your book. So they, they have experienced writers that will take your thoughts and write them in a compelling way and then publish that book. And it's really for people that already have, that have, that have reasons why it makes a lot of sense for them to have written a book, but don't want to go through the act of writing that book. And I actually think this deserves a different name than vanity publishing. And I don't really think there's a good name for it. Some people call it hybrid publishing. Um, some people call it self-publishing, even though it's not exactly self-publishing. Um, but if I was going to give it a term, I would call it legacy publishing, I think. Um, or maybe not every person that goes through Scribe does what I would call legacy publishing. But certainly my ideal customer, somebody that wants to be the author of a kid's book but doesn't have the expertise, I would call that legacy publishing. So what that is, is I have an idea that I think is really shaping for young minds. If they, if they read and consume this idea, it's going to be really positively shaping for their mind. And so I want this to be a kid's book, but I don't just want to make a kid's book because then kids aren't actually going to run and read it. I want to make a kid's book that is so enjoyable for the kid that they just want to read this book again and again and again and again and ask to be read this book every night or constantly. And in doing that, they're going to have this idea incepted into their, into their brain. They, they will have meditated and chewed on this idea over and over and over and over again. And that will shape their, their mind and have a huge impact on their adulthood. And there'll be some of the people that have read this book that will look back on their life and go, you know, one of the things that really shaped me was this kid's book that I really loved when I was a kid. And for the person that wants to do that, I would call this legacy publishing. They want to do something that is going to have a lasting impact on the minds of other people, particularly the next generation. They want to have a lasting impact on those people so that those people grow up and they are different because they read this kid's book by this person that was never going to be a kid's book author. I want to call that legacy publishing. And uh, 
And I, I think there are a lot of people that do scribe that, that fall under this category. They are doing legacy publishing. Um, but I think there's probably also a lot of people that do scribe that are doing vanity publishing, which is, it's, a, it's just glorified uh, version of vanity publishing. Here are all my thoughts. Go and make it a book that no one's ever going to read that I can maybe force feed to some people to get them to read it. Um, but it's not going to change anyone's life. And it's really just a bunch of me, me, me. <laughs> and that's, I think that's just a uh, very expensive, uh, somewhat better than regular vanity publishing, but kind of glorified vanity publishing. But then I think there's a lot of people that do scribe that are doing legacy publishing. And I want to push my customers to do what I'm calling legacy publishing, but the reality is there's probably going to be a lot of my customers that are doing glorified vanity publishing, and I'm just going to try to make it the best thing that I can make it. I'm always advocating for the kid who's reading that book, because if you make a book that you like a lot, but kids don't love it a lot, what did you do? You just stroked your own self. That's all you did. You just stroked your own self. Um, and yeah, you can force feed some kids to read it, but kids are honest. They are not going to read a book that they don't like. That's my thoughts on that. I want to just really quickly tell you about this awesome event that I'm going to very soon called Living a Better Story. I was invited to go by one of the event organizers, Chad Burmeister. He is going to be speaking there along with Robert White and Eric Dunavant. And the whole thing, well, as far as I know, anyways, we're going to be in about 15 or so entrepreneurs in a cabin in the in the mountains of Utah skiing and talking about how we're going to live a life of purpose and actually make real impact on the earth I think or just what does it mean to live a better story uh, I'm very excited because I, I have a feeling I'm going to come away with a lot to talk about on this podcast and also people to do episodes with that I will have met at the event if you're curious about it, it's not yet full, but it's almost full. Just go to livingabetterstory.org.